0: What's that song that we listened to on the way to job interviews again?
1: Oh, it was cool before it was cool. It was Lizzo.
0: Yes, it was um, good as hell. Yeah, good as hell. That's one. And then boss ass bitch, bitch, bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch. That's another one. You
1: better work.
0: Yes. The this we Elizabeth and I have an interview playlist that we share on Spotify, and it like pumps us up for job interviews. And it works.
1: It it works so well, and um, I feel bad because I think like two or three weeks ago we were like, we're totally gonna do this mini next week. And then we Yeah, just we did, it. we forgot. Ugh, yeah, sorry. We had some personal shit going on.
0: So I don't just... know if um people were, I doubt they were waiting around for this. I
1: don't think they were, but they just weren't. in case.
0: Just in case, we do apologize that it's coming out a tad late, just a tad. just a tad. Um, but we did still want to cover it because um it's a good topic to discuss about just ladies in the workplace and negotiating your salary and we can share some of our experience. Um, Elizabeth said something about power posing. This is not something that yeah. I do, but she can share. So. so
1: I actually have a really embarrassing story to kick this off. Are you oh, ready? perfect.
0: I'm so ready for this.
1: Okay. So, well, actually, first I should probably explain what power posing is so that you understand the joke. So power posing, and there's actually – I didn't realize that this was, like, a controversial topic. Because right before we started recording, Julie was like, did you do any?" research and I was like, well, no, not really. But like I did like Google a couple of things just to like make sure I kind of knew what I was talking about. But apparently power posing is controversial and I had no idea. Um, cause there, there are different studies. They say that if you, if you put your body in certain positions for two minutes or longer, like your testosterone can rise and your cortisone levels can go down and, and all this good stuff. So basically, Ultimately, it just makes you a little bit more confident, and it makes you be more successful, I guess, in some ways. But that's the portion of it that's controversial. Like, just because your testosterone levels go up, does not mean that you're actually going to like land the job. It's like no one's saying that. I'm just saying that from personal experience, I feel more confident when I do it before interviews. So, oh, it's hard because me and Julie can see each other, but people can only hear my voice. So if you do like. (laughs) If you're standing – here, Julie, I'll, I'll do all the poses for you. So you have to stand, and you, like, put your hands on your hips, both your hands on your hips, and it's, like, a wide leg stand. Okay. So kind of like a Superman stance. Okay. And you stand there for – you have to time yourself, so you have to do a minimum of two minutes. And you're just staring at yourself doing this. Yeah. Um, or you can sit in, like, a desk chair – and put your feet up on the desk and like put your hands behind your head like a douche pose um and these are for ladies anybody anybody okay yeah um and then there's a few other ones where it's like you're leaning over a desk so it's always like a dominating pose or like a very confident pose and you have to like just make yourself as big as possible some studies show like if you just do like a star stance where you're standing with your legs wide and your arms are just outstretched above your head um like that's another pose as well just certain positions to put your body in to naturally increase your testosterone and and decrease your cortisol so this is so not what i thought power posing
0: was going to be i was imagining i was imagining just like and i don't like to have my picture taken so i wouldn't i don't have a version of this for myself but like you know, if there's like a pose where you feel like is particularly cute and you just stand in front of the mirror and do it to feel good about yourself, or you go into an interview, this is way more oh. scientific. Way more scientific <laughs> than I was thinking. Did not realize just, this was actually a thing.
1: Julie's sitting in front of a mirror with her hand under her chin. Yeah, that would be mine. Yeah, it would be the um,
0: buckwheat from oh. Little Rascals.
1: Oh What's the God. number for now? One, one. Oh. So essentially, the idea is. You do this before you got, you're you going into what you know would be a stressful situation so that you can think clearer, you can make more confident decisions. So the most relatable situation for everybody would be like a job interview, right? So there's actually a TED Talk, if anybody's interested in it, to learn a little bit more about it. And the TED Talk is done by someone named Amy Cuddy, and it was actually from a few years ago. And I will say, I apologize if anybody, for some reason, while me and Julie are speaking on this podcast, if you can hear my spit in my mouth, spit. I can't hear it. Thank you. If you can, though, please let me know and we will fix it. Why are you worried about this entire fucking thirty-minute TED Talk, homegirl? I felt like I was inside her fucking jaw. Oh, awful. (laughs) Lots of saliva. If you can can get past that, the information is actually really valuable. So. My embarrassing story is, um, we're going to say it a million times, so I'm just going to say it again. Julie and I work for the same hotel (laughs) unit in a similar capacity. Yeah. We're both in sales, whatever. So I was going in for my last job, which was kind of a giant leap from where I was prior um, relatively, but I was going in for the interview and there was like a four-step interview process and one of the last interview steps was a panel interview with two members of the executive committee that are right underneath the owners. So, and these are people that I work with every day. I see them all the time, but they are like very high up on the food chain. So I'll also say that my administrative assistant is around 76 years old. Her name is Judy. She's the love of my life. She's amazing. <laughs> She's amazing. Actually, she, Julie, did I tell you she showed up to my house on my birthday when I was hammered? Oh, that's. I don't know. I don't know she, how I feel about it. I don't. That. I didn't know how I felt about it either. I had there was like a the a few friends. Over how does she and, know where you live? Oh, she knows where I live, but she I, I actually don't know. Oh, because she was around when I bought my house, and she was like, "Where is it?" And I was like, "Oh, oh this area. Zillow." All so that. she probably stuff. just found yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But so, Judy doesn't have a cell phone. She's hold
0: on, hold on. Why did she show up at your house for your birthday just really fast? Did she no bring idea. you
1: something? No. I was, I was changing in my room. Judy. And someone, someone comes in my room and they're like, Elizabeth, some gray-haired old ladies at the front door asking for you, saying she needs a job because everyone's on fucking furlough in our oh. company.
0: So she <laughs> showed I up there. for something she needed. She didn't know
1: it was your birthday. No, I think she knew it was my birthday. I think she oh. was just like, where's Elizabeth? I need a job. Like, that's okay. just how she is. But yeah. I was just dying laughing. And I was like, Judy, I'm too drunk. You got to go. Like, Chuck, like her husband Chuck was waiting in the car. It was hilarious. But long story short, like, she is just a very colorful and, like, hilarious grandmother figure in my, in my life. And I've loved working with her. So basically, I just share everything with her. And her desk is right outside my door. And I was preparing for this interview. And at this point, I was on the same level as her. And I was preparing for this promotion, which she was, like, all about. She was basically being my hype girl. And I was like, Judy, I got to do some power poses. And she was like, okay, I'll do some with you. And I was like, okay. So we're standing in the center of the the sales office doing power poses. And we're timing ourselves. And I also have Lizzo on. Oh, perfect. In the middle of the sales office. And to me, granted, it's just, like, me and her, and, like, there's a few other people in their offices. Their doors are shut. It's not a big deal. Like, there's rarely anybody walking through. And then, of course, our assistant GM walks through, who is someone that's on the panel that I'm about to interview with in literally T-minus four minutes. Oh, no. He was walking to the interview room. So he, he catches walks, you doing power poses. He walks past me and Judy doing power poses, listening to Lizzo.
0: Did he say anything or just walked by and you were just like, well... He goes,
1: so we're meeting in conference room B? Right? Oh. And I was like, fuck.
0: <laughs> you know what, though? Our company is so about, like, wellness. Like, they have the whole, like, take care program that he probably thought you guys were just, like, getting up and stretching in the all the day. And he probably thought it was great. He probably didn't but realize does, what you were doing.
1: Honestly, Judy does yoga all the time in the middle of the office anyway. Yeah. Like she does downward dog all the time, so it's fine. He
0: literally Sometimes, thought you were probably just, like, doing, like, a little, like, stretch like, or something. In a,
1: I was, like, in a straight, like, like a skirt suit, heels ready for my interview, and I'm just power posing, listening to Lizzo. And it was funny because I go into the interview, and I'm like, fuck, because, like, I don't know who else is going to be, I'm going to be interviewing with. I just knew that he was the one that set the appointment. So... I go in and it's another executive member that's very high up and very, this person's very like intimidating and very cold. And like, now that I'm in the role, I kind of try to kill this person with kindness, if you will, to just like induce the cringe. Yeah. I walk into the room and he goes, the the guy that saw me, he goes, so are you all stretched out? (laughs) Exactly. They thought you were stretching. And I was like, actually I was power posing and he you was told like him? yes <laughs> I was like actually I was power posing and he was like I don't know what that is and I was like moving on <laughs> go ahead oh ask my your gosh. I got the job though so yeah you did um so I think probably
0: one of the things that at least I – because I, I'm so weird. I, like, like job interviews. Mm. I don't get nervous about job interviews, and I interview really, really
1: well. Julie, um, Julie, Julie is a unicorn when it comes to interviewing. I, I
0: I, mean, I I know where my strengths are, and, like, I'm a very, very good interviewer. Um, are you a I good like, test
1: taker, too? Um,
0: it depends. I like essay tests. I'm one of those people. So Same. I think it just yeah. depends on um, – you know, the style of the exam. But um, yeah, I mean, I I like meeting new people. I'm very conversationalist. I'm comfortable meeting new people and talking. Um, I wasn't always good about talking about myself as far as in a professional way. I think I got better at that as my career progressed because it was like, I feel like my first job with the company that we're with I probably felt really weird talking about my experience because it was, like, stuff from high school and, like, I've been in school and, like, hadn't really been working much. And so it's, like, always kind of weird. And then once you, I think, start working and you really cut your teeth and you start to go, like, yeah, like, I am good at this and I'm good at this and I'm good at this. And, like, this is what I know I can bring to the table. Right. Like, I think getting, I think practicing, getting used to talking about that is important. So, like, I would even, like, call up my friends and just, like be like I need to like Ellie I would I would literally be like I just need to talk about like what I'm good at at my job to you and like practice like with people that you know or your roommate or your spouse or your boyfriend girlfriend whoever it may be um it's also
1: important to practice with somebody that's actually going to give you feedback
0: yeah I yes but I think the most important thing is to get used to saying it because I think I think I think uh visualizing yourself having the conversation might feel feel, like, easy, like, oh, I can do that. And then the minute you try to get those thoughts from your brain out of your mouth and you've never given this little... It's it's really... It's an elevator speech. I don't know if anybody's yeah. heard of that terminology, but it's, like, 60 seconds of, like, talking about yourself um, and you practice it and you get good at it because talking about yourself is, even if you're super confident, is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, like, something that's important to do. And um, with that, too, comes... I I kind of had looked up um, salary negotiations because I think that's probably the other thing that people get nervous about, especially women.
1: Just you saying those words, honestly, just I'm breaking out into a full sweat. It's literally sad
0: that statistically, like men will see a job posting and if they can check two or three of the competencies off of the list that they have, they'll be like, oh, I'll apply for that. With women, we will look through the list. And if there's one or two we don't have, we just don't even apply. And I think it's really important, like, think like a man, honestly, like, when you're applying for jobs, like, look at the list. And it's like, if you've got three or four, be like, yeah, I could learn the rest. Like, just remember, like, enthusiasm oh God. is not teachable. Yeah.
1: That stresses me out too, though, because then it's like, well, what if you're in the interview and they ask you about it? I mean, I guess the worst case scenario is that you tell them, like, I don't have that experience, but...
0: Right. Well, and I think that that's, that's another element that I'm a big, strong believer in is, like, be 100% honest in your interview. Yeah. Want, you're only you should not sell yourself into a job by lying and then get there and you may set yourself up for failure. Like if you want to be successful, remember that looking for a job is has to be mutual. It has to be a good fit for you to them and them to you. And part of that is being honest about what your experience is. Like do not inflate your resume. Do not make something up. I mean it's just I, you really, if you if you really want to be successful in your job and have your future employer know the elements that they would need to train you on, just mm-hmm. be honest and be straightforward. If you don't get the right. job for that reason, it just wasn't meant to be. Um, but like when it comes to negotiating your salary, I found this on ladders. I don't know. It mentions uh, know what you're worth and your geography. I find this difficult. Oh, that's difficult. such a good point. Well, it is, but I also feel like Online, it mentions like look at Glassdoor, look at Indeed, look at Salary.com. I just don't really think that like, I think companies vary in salary a lot, and Mm -hmm. I think that like, there are so many jobs out there that like if we were like salesperson, it would probably say online that we make anywhere from like eighty to one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. We don't. So it's like to say know what you're worth in your geography. It's a nice thought, but I don't really know how realistic that is. I say, also,
1: who's responsible for updating Glassdoor? And well, salary.com? that's exactly like it's like, like I, who actually is like, oh, I got the job. Let me go update Glassdoor and let them know how much I'm getting paid. Like it, nobody does that. It's
0: people that feel like going into Glassdoor and reporting what their salary is just because they feel like it. And so it's it's it may not even be a very big sample size. Right. Um, I To my in my opinion, I think it's better just to like I mean be realistic and reasonable with what your salary expectations are. But set them where you want to set them. I like mean, have a
1: floor and have, have a ceiling. A floor. Have your yeah. walkaway
0: number. Well, d- don't even have a ceiling. I mean, if they right, offer right, you more, right. you always take more money. But, like, have your walkaway number. And it, it could depend. When I was first starting, I just needed a job. Right. So it was like, uh, and I still negotiated my hourly rate. And I think I got, like, an extra 25 cents or something, which, like, looking back at it, is nothing but, like, I felt accomplished at least because I tried and they gave me something. At least I negotiated.
1: I think – but I think that subject in a whole is really hard, especially right now with COVID because so many people have lost their jobs or so Mm -hmm. many people are furloughed. Mm -hmm. And they are going to be – like, some people might be in this position of having to start over again. And it's like, at that point, where do you measure your self-worth? Like, I don't even –
0: I, I don't think not how to address that. I think it's fair because I interviewed for quite a few jobs while I was on furlough. I'm going back to work in about a month, which is great. But, um, I applied for quite a few jobs and in my interviews, I would just tell them, here's what I was making at my company. This is my salary expectation. Right. Um, I think that I read something, um, basically. Well, okay. Let me start in my opinion. I think that once you've been been established in your career for for a few years, so this conversation isn't really meant for people just starting out. I don't have advice for you. I say just take whatever (laughs) job you can get, honestly. Get your foot in the door and figure it out. You're just going to struggle. I'm sorry. Just
1: get into the industry you want to be in. Literally, you're just going to struggle. It
0: It sucks. Being newly graduated and just starting to work just blows, and I'm sorry for you. Buy $2 wine, live off of rice and beans, do the best you can, you'll get through it. Once you've been working for, you know, four or five years or so, you do kind of know a little bit more about what you're worth at least in the industry you're in. Right. But it's important, I mean, you have to decide which way you're going to take this. Either you're like, here's my salary expectation. I what I was doing was, here's my salary expectation. I want to be respectful of your time and mine, so I just want to make sure if I move forward with any interviews for this job that that salary expectation will be met because that to be is a hard. Notes.
1: Not that I plan on <laughs> getting a new job but honestly well, we can have this conversation You're so good at this i am yeah i are like yeah i am well so i am
0: i am well, I, I, I am good at this but i it's just like i'm bad at so many things so You're <laughs> this bad is just at like one thing i'm good at like, um so it's either taking that route and then you have to be prepared prepared this just happened to me like A month ago, you have to be prepared for them to come back to you and say, "Hey, we reached out to the hiring manager, and compensation is going to be under what you wanted it to be. We'll keep you in mind for the future." You have to be prepared to walk away. If you're not prepared to walk away, it's okay to say something like, "Hey, um, I'd love to talk to you about my salary expectations, but can I ask you before we get into that? um, You know, the salary I'm expecting might not really match uh, your." salary or, or your, uh, the compensation, your range. Your range. Thank you. That's what I was yeah. looking for for this role. Um, but I want to make sure that I won't be screened out of an interview just because of the salary expectation. Like it's okay to take a pay cut if it's right for you. Just right. like, don't, it's not bad for everyone. It's not wrong for everyone. So if your salary expectation is not like a hard and fast, like walk away situation, it's okay to say that, but it's important to word it in a good way. Um, I think that uh one of the best things to do um the first time you want to mentally have in mind like i said your walkaway number if you have one everyone always says like have your walkaway number but I just know for me when I was first starting out like I didn't have a walkaway number and I'm sure there will be people in this situations right now that have lost jobs that just need employment that are like I just need a job so you might not have a walkaway number and if and if you can do that and get away with that then that's yeah fine.
1: that's amazing
0: it's yeah. really fine if you can take a big pay cut and you can make it work and that's what you have to do don't you shouldn't feel bad about that um but When somebody tells you, like, we'd love to offer you the position, here's where we would like for your salary to be, do not open your mouth and say anything for a second. Like, it's so tempting to be like, okay, like, yeah, and just start talking, but it's much better just to kind of sit back and just go, hmm. And then my next favorite line, this I actually found somewhere online a few years ago or I don't know where I heard this maybe somebody told me that, about this recently I just haven't had to use it for a long time so maybe I did hear about it more recently I don't remember I'm still in quarantine brain um, but the line is to say I'm sure we can come to a collaborative so- collaborative solution on compensation because it basically says to them I hear you and I'm sure we can come to a deal like I'm not telling you no, but where negotiations are starting. You know, you don't have to take that first deal unless it's right for you. I've done it. Um, I haven't always negotiated. but And then it's just important to remember to ask about the total compensation. I know that people don't like this because they're like, well, I can't pay my bills with that. But it is like, you know, your health insurance costs. Like, are you going to have a copay? If so, what is that? What do the health insurance packages look like? Do they I offer feel like insurance? When's a,
1: good, when's a good time during the interview process? ask for that information
0: I think it's okay I think you have to feel it out for yourself Um, I think that it's not if if the employer, I think if the employer has said things to you and given you verbal cues like you'd be a great fit we'd be really excited about having you here and I think if your conversation back to them it'd be like yes, like I can't wait to like join your organization and you're all using very positive language, of course, you know, that deal's not done till you have your job offer in writing and you've signed on the dotted line, like right. don't get caught up in the conversation. But if the conversation is going that way, I think it's totally appropriate to email and say, I was just wondering and make sure it's not like urgent, you know, don't call. Don't be like, Hey, can you send this to me today? Like I need to see it now. Like just to say, Hey, I was wondering if you could send me the benefits package Um, so I can just look it over in the meantime before, you know, our final interview, it also tells the employer that you may come prepared with questions too. Like you want to look at it ahead of time and you want to use the most of their time in that interview to ask any questions you might have about, um, about the benefits package. So definitely don't discount it, but remember that your take home pay is important too. Um, and I just also believe in, you know, Depending on how the interview has gone, you have to listen to those verbal cues, how many interviews you've been in, how serious they feel about hiring you. Always shoot a little higher than what you want. If you want, if you actually want 50,000, tell them you want 62,000. And they're not going to not hire you because you asked for too much money. If someone has already decided they're hiring you and you're in the conversations about salary negotiations... They're not going to go, wow, who the hell does she think she is and just blow you off at that point. So they've already invested all this time in you. They're just going to, you know, tell you what they can do. And I think that's why it's kind of important to have one of those two conversations at the beginning, either, Hey, this is my walkway number and this is important to me. And I don't want to waste your time if this can't be offered or saying to them, I just want to make sure I'm not ruled out over salary because you can only go one of two ways with that but it kind of like sets the stage for how that negotiation
1: conversation will go. See, that stresses me out. I mean, the whole subject stresses me out but the idea of potentially getting ruled out because your salary is too high, I think that's a fear that a lot of people have. And I think and that's I- why it's okay to say it on the upfront and be like, I don't want to be ruled out for that reason. No, 100%. And I think a lot of people don't, think that it's appropriate to say, like I would have never thought to say that until you just said that two minutes ago. Yeah. But I also know that like, I have heard from like previous directors that have been hiring for people and they're like completely disgusted. If somebody asks for like outside of what is shown as like the budgeted range for that corporation.
0: Well, I think that really depends. Are they, is this internal people? Are they external people? Are internal. they, well, there you go. Yeah. I, I think that I would see that. I can understand where they're coming from because it's like you're an internal candidate. You saw what the salary range was when you applied for this job. And now right. you're going to push to get something outside of this range. And to me, that would be seen as a waste of my time.
1: So if someone is, if someone is aware, whether they're external or internal, and they are aware of the salary range should they always just shoot for that highest number and tell them that that's what they want? I just think
0: it all depends on how your interviews have been going and, like, be reasonable. Like, do you genuinely think that the skills that you have from your previous employment will transfer well to this new job and do you think that you've earned that? Or are you completely switching industries, you know nothing, and you're going to have a huge learning curve? That's such a good point. You know, it's like, it sucks because it's like, I think people always say like, you should always ask for more money, but I also believe in being reasonable and being ethical because I mean, you should, you should always get as much as you can. Right. I, one time I, I applied for a job internally within our company and I was going from like an hourly supervisor or I wasn't in a supervisor job at that point. I was in like an event coordinator job. And I was hourly to a non-exempt manager, which in our company, and I know lots of companies do this, certain positions, uh, you sign when you get a job for your salary number, but then that salary number is broken down into an hourly rate, which means, yeah, same. I think most of the salespeople in our organization are, unless you are at a certain level, but what non-exempt means is you're not exempt from getting overtime, which, so I love being a non-exempt hourly manager yes, personally, it's because when I work, if I work 55 hours or 60 hours a week, I get compensated for that, which is great. I mean, of course I have to get it approved, but rather than being on a salary and it's like, well, if you work 80 hours, you make the same amount of money. So I personally like it. But, um, when I went from that hourly job to the non-exempt manager job, the person I interviewed with, um, she, um, When she called to offer me the job, I remember I interviewed and then like a week later I went to go meet with the general manager and assistant general manager of this hotel and I was walking to my car and she called me. So she must have called them right away and they they said, we like her, go forward, whatever. She called me and the salary amount that she offered me was exactly what I would have asked for. It was a bump from what I was making. It was what I thought was reasonable, whatever. And I said this to her, I said, you know, I'm... I appreciate you offering me that. I think that's a very reasonable offer. I was prepared to negotiate, but to be honest with you, that's the number I was shooting for. That was really the number I wanted. So I'm just going to say, thank you. This sounds great. And let's move on. And she even said, she goes, we really wanted you and we just didn't want to drag this out. And like, I wanted to give you what was fair because I have known and it was, and it was about in the middle of the range. Like she didn't offer me the lowest end of the salary range. She offered me a right about in the middle, which is what I wanted. Right. Um, so, cause I think for this particular position, I mean, that's the thing. If you're at a company and you're applying internally, it's like, did you do this job in another capacity? If so, if you've already done it and it's just like an elevated position or version of that job or for us, like add a new hotel, then yeah, you definitely have reason to ask for that higher range. But if this is your first time going into this job, I'm not saying you have to take the lowest range, but don't always ask for the top. You right. have to kind of you do measure your worth well you have to measure your worth and you have to be reasonable about it because your employer i mean be smart don't just look like i just asked for the top of the range look like you put some thought into what you really think that you're worth um so and sometimes that could be the top of the salary range it could be um i'm not saying that it never it never is it definitely definitely could be from time to time but I think more often than not, you land somewhere in the middle, maybe at 75% of that range, depending on your amount of experience. And I think it's okay to, to shoot for that. Um, I think it's really important to talk about the skills. Be prepared to talk about the very specific skills that you have that are going to contribute to the organization or to the With company. With specific
1: examples.
0: With specific examples and mention that they're getting a return on their investment like mention the term return on investment mention ROI because you know that is at the end of the day what it is there any person in any company everyone's in sales everyone's there to make that company money I don't mm-hmm. care who you are what you do you're essentially there in some capacity to make the company money somewhere so um I think using terminologies like that or that's, that's the thing employers want to hear and it's true it's not a manipulation. It's, it's absolutely the truth. Know what skills you have that will give that company a good return on their investment and tell them why they should pay you a little more. Yeah. And then ultimately, you know, I think a couple back and forths is okay. And then ultimately, just, you know, take what you can if it's important to you. And at the end of the day, if you had that walkway number and they weren't able to meet it, then know your worth and walk away. It's okay to do that too. I've never done that. <laughs> but oh my god I wish I had the cojones to do that to walk away yeah I probably wouldn't I think if I had a job offer on the table I couldn't do it at the end of the day I'd be like right
1: because I feel like at that point it's like if you're looking for a new job or if you need a job mm -hmm. you're like somewhat in a desperate situation yeah yeah
0: and remember that like a lot of companies have their salary ranges and they want to pay you fairly because once you're in like you could find out that somebody else with your same job makes way more than you and you're like what the hell so like I do think most companies want to pay you what's fair within that organization I had a friend that was like she applied for a job she was a teacher um she's not in teaching anymore she switched industries but she applied for a job and like you know she was on teacher salary before it was tough for her so when she applied for this new job she asked for like She asked for a certain salary number and they ended up giving her $10,000 more than what she even asked for. So the company, yeah, I mean the companies, they were like, what's your expectation? She said, it's this. And then ultimately she got 10,000 more than what she said her expectation was. So most companies I think will pay, will try to pay you fairly for that company's standards at least some companies pay better than others. That's just the way the cookie crumbles.
1: I read an article today that said that when people make a job move or like a not necessarily career move but when they get a new job and they're in salary negotiations they tend to shoot for like 30% higher than what they're currently making or what they made in their previous role and then later on in the article it stated that I mean obviously it talks about like the difference in salaries and in wages and things between like men and women and then between like um Black women, especially, are not making as much money yeah, as other demographics in the U.S. Like, that's no secret, and no. it's 100% wrong. But essentially, towards the end of the article, it talks about how it'll be 2070 before the bottom of that, like, minority bracket will be making as much as, like, a white male.
0: Yeah, I mean, the wage gap is... It's systemic and I I do think luckily in our company, I, I think they do a really good job. I don't believe that women in our company are lower compensated than the men in our company. I do not believe that. You're looking
1: at me like you maybe don't agree. I don't agree. Really? I mean, no, I don't agree.
0: Maybe I'm being naive. I don't know. I, I don't
1: agree. but I mean teach them. I just yeah. I'm sure it's close, but maybe isn't the same. Those good old boys in the South, you know they're always gonna do a good one.
0: Yeah. I don't know. it's it's tough though and it's like one of those things. I think that like I said saying it out loud, practicing those things. Mm-hmm. see I slipped up on it too but I'm sure we can come to a collaborative solution on compensation is such a good line because it introduces the idea that you're going into the deal-making conversation but that we will come to a solution. Like it still gives them your confirmation that you still want to work there but we got to come to a solution that's collaborative. You win and I win. Everybody, everybody's everybody got to win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my shtick on salary negotiations. I mean, I'm not a pro at it by any means but I do think that... Um, I do think that i've I've in the last five months done enough interviewing and done enough of these kinds of conversations to where
1: it's become more comfortable to me, yeah, well, you know so it's funny you've always had a knack for it. Julie's like in college we would go to job fairs, and she'd like be fucking on one and I'm like I gotta she's like I'm like I gotta go <laughs> Julie's yeah. like I can't wait for this job fair I'm like oh shoot me in the
0: face I know I do I'm, I'm very much like in my element in those kinds of conversations
1: I don't know why but um I'm like can you just pick me up a brochure yeah I'll be outside
0: it's important to be yourself in a job interview too I mean be professional
1: you should always work my on- boss told me today he goes <laughs> this is after i sent him a gif i'll send it to you julie we had like a all department webinar webinar for the entire nation the other day and i sent him a gif while it was happening of like somebody just like rolling their eyes and he couldn't stop laughing and then this morning he calls me he goes "Elizabeth, i just want you to know you are mature beyond your years and i was like andy i literally just sent you a gift also i was gonna say is he sure know. he knows who he's talking to i was like Andy did you dial the right number and he was like I'm just saying the way that you're closing business right now it's just so great and I was like that there's a difference there (laughs) I was like a lot of my friends would not describe me as mature and he was like yeah anyway I still
0: feel like a 12 year old sometimes I know
1: I'm like I am the most immature person ever I swear like I sometimes I'll send like, I'll send funny videos to my team, which literally is just three people and they're all director level, and just to, like, try to ease the tension, and I think they forget how old I am. Probably. The, I, I work with, like, the, the age range of people that I work with, it's literally me, I'm in my 20s, and then everyone is 43 and up.
0: People always thought I was older than I am, too. When especially when I would be like in an office environment, I work remotely now. But oh, especially in be, an office
1: environment, they know that I'm young. I'm blasting cardi in my office, and then they yeah. come in and they're like, "Oh, what is this?" Oh, and people like,
0: couldn't believe. I think we we did like a, one of our hotels. We did like a um, bring in a picture of you the year this hotel was renovated. Oh, um, my and it was the year God. I was. It was the year I was born. Stop. So I brought in an infant picture, and everyone couldn't believe it. They were like you're only this many years old? And I was like, yeah. And they like did not believe it. They all thought I was like 30. I was like, no, I'm not 30. I'm 23, but thank you. Um, which is funny because like we've both said, we both I feel very immature, but I think in the workplace, I'm just not.
1: I would need to find a picture of my mom pregnant with my oldest sister if they asked me that. Yeah. My hotel is really old. Your hotel is really old. <laughs> anyway, love that company though. If you guys have any tips um,
0: or advice for ladies out there looking to be boss bitches
1: yes um, or if you've ever been in a situation where you're in a current role for a long time and you ask for a just a raise
0: I've never had to do that I've, I've not stayed to do I'm that. not staying a job for longer than like two years so I don't know yeah
1: I've never had to do that and I'm so I'm like think I'm gonna be going down that road soon to be completely yeah, honest you probably and will. I need some advice so if someone can shoot me some notes that'd be great
0: I don't know how to help you there because I find I know how our company is and all the changes that are happening so don't look at me I seem like the guru of all salary negotiation advice. You're like, with that situation, I'm like, I don't know. Best of luck to you. I have no idea.
1: They're going to be like, oh, perfect. You're fired. Bye. They won't fire
0: you. They're not going to fire you because you asked for more money. My God. They're not going to do that. They're going to be like, Docker hours. Oh, God. That's what's happening to me, but it's fine. It is what it is. It's the job. I'm grateful. Moving on. That's all I
1: can say. You don't have to say that. For everyone that has been working their asses off during COVID, if you are lucky enough to not be furloughed, but you are unlucky enough to be wearing 19 hats at the same time and being overworked and underpaid, I hear you. I, I agree.
0: agree. I, it's funny. I think that you and I both faced the two opposite sides of the shitty coin. Yeah. I mean, my husband is in the shittiest situation of all, but, like, he's a COVID nurse, lol. Um, he's fine.
1: But- he's fine i will be fine. fine. Everything's burning. It's um, everything's fine. Everything's
0: great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's funny. Like, for the last five months, you have been doing, like, literally 10 different people's jobs, and then I was furloughed, and so it was like both of us were in opposite. Julie's at home but...
1: making keychains shaped like tacos. I did.
0: Our... I made keychains, and I watched so much stuff on TV, and what else did I do? I did a lot. I painted my closets. Did you finish? No, I'm literally looking at my guest room closet right now and it's still it needs to be painted. I know I'll do it eventually one of these days. So look, this isn't even
1: going to be a mini. This is going to be for next Thursday. I know. I was thinking that I'm glad though, because there's a lot, there was a lot to cover and we'll probably cover it again, honestly, just from a different perspective on some different subjects too. I'm wondering what the job market's going to look like. In the beginning of 2021 and we're
0: gonna come back and be like forget
1: negotiating salaries just take whatever job <laughs> yeah we're gonna be like oh you're working for free it's fine it's fine that's great you should do There's... that well <laughs>
0: follow on us on note. the follow us on the socials <laughs> and send us your um any I don't want to say feedback. oh my god
1: wait wait send us embarrassing stories themed around interviewing oh that's perfect yeah
0: and I might even us, have one. Maybe
1: send us your most terrifying interview stories as well. Maybe we'll throw those in the mix just because it's on theme. I'm sure I can think of an embarrassing interview story. I actually was thinking, sorry to drag this on a little bit. No. More. Um, when I was in college, do you remember when we used to do those career fairs and then they would, like, interview you based on your industry and then they'd be like, oh, do you want this, like, launch of a career and you can be this, like... Basically, you're just a worker mule, and we're gonna ship you to fucking Utah for nine months, and then you're gonna you don't get to pick where you're gonna live. And we're gonna they're pay um you. they're like management and training programs. It's really great. It's great. Um, so I was interviewing for one of those. I forgot you did interview for that. I'm really glad it didn't happen. So yeah, me too. I'm <laughs> glad you didn't. Do it. I was interviewing for it, and I, I mean, granted, I was still in college, so I hadn't been in like corporate interview situations really ever. So this was kind of like my first introduction. And one of the first questions he asked me was, it was a male and female interviewing me, and one of the first questions that the male asked me was, "Where? What are? uh, Sorry, what what was it? It was like, give me an example of your um, like top two strengths, and tell me why those would be something that we should take into consideration when looking to hire you or something like that." So I was explaining. He literally, like, a minute into my, my answer, cut me off and was like, okay, let's be humble. <gasps> yes. And I was terrified. I, like, almost started crying. I was shaking. And I was like, you, I was like, can you repeat the question? Okay. Your job interview sure was... is
0: not a time to be humble. It's not. Well, this guy's an idiot.
1: I know. And that's why I was so, I was, like, mortified. And well, I-, I take it back.
0: I shouldn't say <laughs> it's not time to be humble, but it's a time to be confident. Don't be cocky. But the it's it's question for is about yes. your strengths and 100%. why
1: they should hire you, it's not going to be like, world peace, hire someone else. Like, no, you're going to go in and fight for that. And so yeah. like, that's what I was doing. And he literally stopped me and was like, okay, let's be humble. And I was like, oh, that would make me so uncomfortable. What a I was dick. like, can you repeat the question? Because I wanted to make sure I was answering it correctly. And yeah. then he repeated the question. And I was like, I honestly don't know how else to answer it than I already did. Good for you. I mean, and gr- granted, I didn't get the job, but it was just kind of one of those, like... That's a weird thing to say. Even if, he,
0: even if to him, you were coming off as, like, overly confident, which I'm sure you weren't, but he probably has a small dick. So even if, to him, that's how it was coming off, he doesn't have to say that. Just let you finish. Exactly. Write down his own and then, notes and keep going.
1: And then give me the feedback at the end of the interview.
0: Honestly, Elizabeth, I know it you well so enough bad. to know you've never... I love you. You've never been overly confident in your life on pretty much anything <laughs> i hate to say that but you know it's true i
1: know and i'm just like you hate
0: talking about yourself
1: i really hate it like
0: i so there's no way you would have come off as overly confident that I guy's know, an asshole I, just, I
1: it was it was the weirdest experience it was like yeah, an outer weird. body experience for like 30 seconds and it was also weird because i was in um a professor's office like they were holding these interviews in professor's offices and I'd been in that office before but oh. like I was in now in a stressful situation and it was just like a weird environment it was a weird yeah it was weird So I'm so glad that didn't stories... work out oh my god I'm so glad it didn't work out like it was not the right path for me yeah. but if you have any stories like that cringy cringy stories please send them
0: yeah I'm sure I have some because I wasn't always a good interviewer can't I, wait
1: to hear that shit
0: no i I mean, I won't say what it is, but do you remember my summer uh, New York internship interview Oh my that God, I bombed? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell the story about how I bombed the interview and the next embarrassing stories. Remind me because okay. it's bad and like I still get embarrassed about it and I'm always afraid of like, I'll never run into that person, but I'm always afraid of seeing that person again. Oh my God, it was oh just God. the whole thing. It's just like makes me want to cringe. So anyways, whatever. I learned from that. Always have three weaknesses ready. That's that's what you can take away and then I'll tell the story
1: another time. But And try to tweak those weaknesses to make them into strengths. Oh yeah. For sure. every time all right well on that note i gotta go make matt some dinner before his fantasy football draft which like <sighs> sports are still a thing in 2020
0: yeah apparently yeah. i gotta go make a cheese board so there you go the fuck are you doing tonight i'm having my friend over to have some wine on our new deck it stopped raining so i think we're. We'll you're be gonna to sit awesome.
1: on the deck i'm a duck
0: under the umbrella i learned today that it's um, umbrella with an M. I thought it was umbrella with an with an N. My entire life till today. I
1: still don't understand. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna make this. We're gonna make a list of all the words, words I'm words. learning this year. Wheelbarrow, wheel, bar- wheel
0: rock iron, and umbrella are um. See, I just said umbrella. It's umbrella. I
1: gotta go. There's just three go. words I learned I this go. year. I'm really smart, right. guys. It's fine. I love you. Bye.